0: Welcome to episode 179 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC animated universe co created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. Uh, and we're back. Some more Justice League. Cameron, I thought you'd be excited this week because we I, we, I am
1: ecstatic this week.
0: Because we have some Green Lantern focused episodes. Yes. However,
1: they killed them all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were kind of underwhelming,
1: weren't they? They were fine. There were a lot of problems. Mainly, uh, they killed half of them. They turned one of them into slave Leia, but they they set up that backdoor pilot for a Kilowog flash spinoff, which I'm all for.
0: Honestly, I would have rather watched all of that, <laughs> yes, than what we just watched. But yeah, we're talking this week about Hearts and Minds, uh, the the two parter, and. Um, I was hopeful going into this because I feel like the GL episodes in the past have generally been pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, this all felt a little bit underbaked. Yes. Yeah. So we're we're just going to get straight into it. There's probably news, but uh, who fucking cares? No. Yeah.
1: Not 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 in this world.
0: <laughs> but yeah. So this one sees uh, the Green Lanterns are defeated on the planet Ronstad Seven by the Which le- one? Ronstad Seven. Thank you
1: very important to yes. canon we know exactly what planet this is <laughs> exactly. that we never see again and i don't <laughs> think is ever in my limited knowledge of green lantern is never mentioned once
0: this uh pseudo tatooine esque planet yes that they're they're stashed away on here but no they're they're defeated uh by the legion of the third eye a militaristic cult led by despero yes uh Kilowog is able to escape and he seeks out the help of john stewart who races back to the fight to find his former mentor and lover kat Matui. yes that is all a setup for us to just get like ten minutes, roughly, of just Flash and Killawog hanging out. To your point, a show I'd rather have watched. Yeah,
1: it it is just padding. Yeah. Who was the villain of this beast
0: story? The landlord, the, the racist caricature landlord. Yes. Yes. But like, and Tim and Barrys. And Tim and Barrys, I did like that. That was a fun little nod there. But. I, I, I thought I remember these being kind of good. Cause I take it. These are episodes you had not seen before. No, I, I don't think I've seen a
1: I've never seen this drawing of Despero cause I, he's in oh, Young okay. justice a little bit. He's in brave and the bold. That's right. Yes. But I didn't even realize he was in
0: this show to he's just in this. I don't think he makes yeah, it. I think it is just this episode. Yeah. Yeah. These two episodes. And, uh, it's just, I, I was something more, I think the big thing they were trying to do here was to progress the Hawk girl Green Lantern relationship. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, okay, let's do an episode based around this. Let's introduce an ex-girlfriend of John's to add some complications there. So I feel like that was their intent. And so they chose, you know, a, a, a recognizable villain, certainly from the comics and Despero. Mm-hmm and kind of built a rather generic story around it. But I don't necessarily think that the hot girl GL stuff here was enough to make it feel worthwhile. Right. It, it was, it was very forced in.
1: You didn't ever get like the only time they really showed that hot girl was even affected by this is she would just walk away. There was no like contention between them. And I, I mean, it kind of shouldn't be. Um, yeah. It, 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 there was no, like, I guess the only, like, moment of competition, I guess, was when Hot Girl is, is being zapped by Despero in part two. Mm-hmm. And that is what, like, triggers John's will power to come back.
0: Yeah, because there's a whole subplot in the second part where John can no longer use his ring. Mm-hmm. He has lantern impotence, as Cat yes. Matui puts it. Impotence, as Flash says. Yeah, impotence. <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk away. And I, I just don't know what. I, did, what was that adding? What was that whole storyline adding there? I, I think they. Okay, so,
1: I've, I've had a lot of theories about this episode. Okay. Um, when we first meet the, the Legion of the Third Eye, they're very close to the indigo tribe of, of the green lantern verse okay which the, the indigo lanterns
0: did not yet exist at the time the show was created right correct okay
1: yeah so the the uh, I, I believe only green and sinestro ha- existed at this point in the comic verse okay uh and we we never see anything beyond that in the dcau verse either mm-hmm. uh because as you love to mention they're not the same thing they're
0: not but the they're same they're c- close enough thing but are they a little bit? Despero is very Atrocitus-esque. Uh, Don't the, you mean that Atrocitus is very Despero-esque? Shut up. No. <laughs> Considering the Despero came first by a number of decades. Wait, hold on. I
1: think I'm getting Atrocitus is the Yellow Lantern.
0: You're asking me? Is he the camera? This is supposed to be your area of expertise. I know, but
1: I'm I'm doubting myself again.
0: Um, Don't doubt. Power through. I
1: don't know. Which, I don't remember if <laughs> Atrocitus is the one that, is, that replaces Sinestro or if Atrocitus is the one that leads the Red Lanterns. I'm going to go I, with. B. I think he's red. I think he is too. I think the one that replaces Sinestro is like Achilles.
0: Oh, that sounds right. Like a bunch of K's in there. Yeah.
1: Whatever. Atrocitus uh, is is the, the Red Lantern leaders on the planet of Yasmalt because uh, that was my username for everything when I first learned about the Red Lanterns.
0: Well done. Thank you. Well done.
1: Um, oh, so, so the Indigo Lanterns, they do have the power to kind of remove other lanterns' powers uh, because th- their powers through compassion. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of like they can they never have real power of their own. They either amplify or subdue other lanterns' rings. OK. Um, so when they mentioned John's ring doesn't work anymore, I'm like, oh, this is very Indigo Lantern-esque. And obviously the fire, the, the flame of Pytar. Peter? Pytar. Flame, flame of Peter. Yes. Um, definitely not biblical in any way. Um, <laughs>
0: which one was Peter?
1: I don't know. The Pope? Uh, uh, what? He's the one that's the the bunny in the conspiracy theories. What? Saint Peter is right? a bunny? Yeah, that's I think Who's that's, the Pope? I think that's the South Park joke that I, um, the reason
0: the Pope's hat is so tall. It's because it hides his bunny ears. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I have not seen that episode of South Park. I just remember red hot Catholic love with the Galgamex. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and the giant queen spider. That's all I remember.
1: Ah, uh, yes. The flame of Pytar. Uh, yeah. Is, is also a, a purple flame. Yeah. So like, I see them pulling, I think at least partial reference to what will become the Indigo Lanterns.
0: Okay, I'm not sure how that's supposed to work. I don't know how you can reference something that does not yet exist. No,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm saying the reverse. I'm but saying think- when they were writing the Indigo Lanterns or the Indigo Tribes, mm-hmm. I think they pulled reference from the Flame of Pytar.
0: Oh, okay, like the comic version of the Flame of Pytar. Yes. Does the Flame of Pytar exist in the comics? It does. That okay. is where
1: Despero gets his super strength. Because okay. he is, I believe, either... Equal or even stronger than Darkseid, he he is supposed oh. to be like the strongest being in the universe. Okay, to the point where like even super because there's a there's a fight between him and Superman, Wonder Woman, and Captain Marvel combined, and they cannot take him out. Oh goddamn!
0: Because mm-hmm. yeah, I think I, I even heard rumblings that at one point or maybe in the future they're considering Despero as like the a big bad in the DC EU for mm-hmm. whatever that matters going forward. But yeah, because. They definitely set him up to be someone really powerful and and I, I meant to look up his backstory in the comics and I will be honest I forgot.
1: The, the, it's it's fairly similar okay. to this except he gets the flame earlier. He's basically expelled from his planet for being a three-eyed freak. Mm-hmm. Um and him and one other person from his planet, I don't remember the planet anymore. Um they come to Earth and he tries to conquer Earth. They kick him off. Then he fly, then he does his Jesus 40 days in the desert. Right, okay. Um is imbued with the power of the Flame of Pytar and mm-hmm. then goes on his conquering spree.
0: And cuz they don't really cover it in these episodes in the comics, do they do they explain why it picks him? Like does it actually have to do anything with his third eye or is that just like a, a weird fluke of coincidence? I think it's just a coincidence. Okay, yeah, cuz his his backstory is very generic. Like he gets it when John first meets him on the planet when he's John's trying to find Kat Matui. And he just like he just starts going into his backstory because no one asked him as to, villains do as villains love to do. But yeah, your point. It's basically just Jesus in the desert. Like everyone made fun of him because he had a third eye. Which mm-hmm. okay, I feel bad for this guy. He goes off to the desert and he's like some skinny, scrawny little thing, and he stumbles across this long time, to- like long dormant mystical power. This flame of flame of Pytar. Thank you. Yes. And he comes back, you know, ripped as fuck and with beams shooting out of his third eye, not euphemism. And then that's just it. And then he, like, builds up an army around him. It all just felt like really generic brushstrokes, like a very generic background we've seen. He's just a very generic, um, like, megalomaniacal overlord. Mm. I don't even know where he gets the money or the resources to build this massive invasion fleet. Because I think that uh, that opening battle where the Green Lanterns are, are on the run and some are killed and they're defeated. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's actually on the planet, like his home planet. I think it's on one of the planets they're trying to conquer.
1: It is, right. Yeah. With yeah his- cause I mean, that, that would be the only reason the Green Lanterns would interfere.
0: Oh okay, yeah, because Kalinor is his home planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Kalinorians. That's what they are. Exactly. And I think that's Kat Matui's base planet, right? Um, or was she just there to investigate all this shenanigans? I,
1: I think that's her sector. I oh, do okay. that is her race.
0: Okay, no, I guess not, because I'm not sure what species, or what planet she is from. Um, Who knows? Can you tell I didn't do a lot of research on this one? Neither did I. It's okay. <laughs> I know, but you, you're bringing the comic knowledge. I'm doing I mean, my best. It's not the same universe, but it's useful. Yeah. <laughs> so. um,
1: no, yeah, because this is very, and I, I think the comic had just started, but when they brought Hal back in the early 2000s, they mm-hmm. had a split comic startup called Tales of the Green Lanterns. Okay. Or t- uh, Tales of the Core. Tales of the Core. Mm-hmm. Um... Which mainly follows Guy, but it's kind of every it's every issue is kind of like three different stories going on in different parts of the universe, is following different lanterns, Mm -hmm. and so I think this is probably either something rejected from the comics or something that I wanted to advance in the comics. Okay, uh, from that specific um, storyline. Oh, okay. Which has the best storyline of Guy Gardner repeatedly asking to go on vacation. Them telling him no, and him saying "fuck you," I'm going anyway.
0: <laughs> In typical Guy Gardner fashion, yes, yeah, because so they they get the whole backstory, and he's built up this massive army, and he just wants to conquer for the sake of like spreading the word of the flame of Pytar, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, we eventually come to realize when Martian Manhunter interacts with it that it's a sentient being of its own. But they also never explain. Why it was dormant for so long? Why it reappeared? Why it chose Despro to be its um, like vessel when he is blatantly abusing that power? Why the Flame of Pytar never pushes back against his abuse of that power, even though it is sentiently aware? Yeah, that it's an abuse, and eventually turns on Despro. If it it does, it have mind control ability? it it, it is very vague what it can do it's more vague than the green lantern ring
1: yes um yeah and th- there's a lot of parallels between the lantern ring and the flame of Pytar. um but it's i don't know they're they're and that's why i think i keep making the connection to um the indigo lanterns because mm-hmm. for each lantern battery there's kind of this like sentient being inside them and that is what gives them their power. Oh, that's a hell of a retcon right there. Yeah. And, and what I was expecting with this, I was not expecting it to turn into a tree and to turn all of the like members of the Legion into space trees. Which I is maybe one of the funniest shots we've ever seen in the DCAU. Well, because just the same, because th- that's what I love. It's not different trees. Yeah, they drew one tree yeah. and copied it
0: twenty-five times. <laughs> they, they drew one vague bonsai-esque looking tree. Yes. And what I think is interesting is which what, is shit that I do when I animate, <laughs> and I'm not a professional,
1: kind of technically professional. You're, you're they pay ma- me for it, but not,
0: not you're to not do broadcasting this. it on TV yes. in the same way. But yeah, it's like you know when it eventually Martian Manhunter realizes that it's sentient, and despite being a living ball of flame, he jumps into it. Yes, because this cream or this Martian Manhunter may or may not be affected by fire. It's a little unclear. Yeah, he jumps only, only Earth fire, just Earth fire. He 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 jumps into it and then helps like free the flame of Pytar. Yeah, he he's able to give it a voice. Yes, and then the flame gives like somehow connected to this ancient tree that used to be on the planet which used to be flourishing and all died out one would think that maybe a plant-based deity of some sorts would be you know diminished or destroyed by a fire-based one rather than working together i don't know yes i don't understand but when that changeover happens and uh Despero becomes like enwrapped inside like a, a, a tree cocoon basically. That kind of makes sense, but then their way of showing like, oh it's fine, the invading forces are done is you see little laser blasts spew out over the galaxy, like pew pew pew. Yeah, pew, they're pew. not
1: he's not the flame is not taking its power back, which I thought it was gonna do. Yeah. It just turns them into trees. It just turns into trees. They, just, they float. Because they're going to burn up in the atmosphere. Yeah.
0: Wherever they go. While they're flying through space. Like, yeah. Because you, you think Despero may survive that in some capacity. Like It's not clear whether he's dead or not. Yeah. He seems to be absorbed by the, 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 the tree deity. But his henchmen are just dead. Yes. Do they deserve
1: that? No, because we see that he kind of brainwashes them.
0: Yeah, because it has vague mind controlling powers. Yeah. So I don't think they deserve the poor, those poor people.
1: Yeah, there, there's another sub-story going on on this planet as well where Marsh Manhunter is able to read these hieroglyphs yes. of the planet that no one else can read, I guess. Because it's,
0: it's so ancient. It's so ancient,
1: and, and, and we've calculated that Marsh Manhunter is approximately 400 years old. <laughs> um, but um, they, they talk about, they're like, oh, the planet used to be this, like, prosperous utopia and everything was great yeah it never looked that bad no (laughs) like they never made it look like it was a barren wasteland of a planet like they used up their resources or something it was literally just despero got kicked out because he had a third eye yeah not because the planet was dying (laughs) no no there's no point where the tree vanished and like everyone suffered for it there's no reason
0: for the fire to come back now no It's just kind of a a generic desert-based community. Yeah. And everyone seems fine. Like, it's definitely not a wealthy planet by any sort of stretch, but it also doesn't seem, yeah, to your point, like, destitute or on the the break of some sort of, like, you know, uh, environmental or social or economic collapse. Right. No, it is is the Arizona of planets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's nothing wrong with (laughs) it.
1: It doesn't have like it's still doing fine. It exists. It's just Tucson. Yeah, it's they just- yeah they function. <laughs> Welcome to Albuquerque. <laughs> I know that's not Arizona. It's New Mexico. I know. Yeah.
0: Oh. But still, yeah, it's just, it, and it just felt really sleep at that point. Like 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 I said, you know, it, it starts out. Kind of strong-ish. Like we we don't often see the Green Lanterns like this much in the back foot. And in fact they kill off a couple of the, the yeah, members feel, really uh, early on.
1: Our Arcus. Arcus crumb good. Crumb blood? Crumb crumb well. No, nope, that's
0: that's that's our, our fake name for that one guy in that other episode of Beatos.
1: Arcus, I know him because he's he's like the the beast man. And then uh Gallius, Gallius yes, Ked.
0: The the little ball-looking dude.
1: The yeah, the face. The face with the limbs.
0: Exactly. And I, I, when that happened, I was like kind of shocked. Like, oh my God, they actually killed the off. Yeah, they're like
1: gone, gone. And
0: then I was like, well, maybe they're going to come back again at some point. So I, I didn't go to look up and see if they were truly dead. And it's like, no, no, they are well and truly dead mm-hmm. at that point. Um, which like that, it does speak to the, the power of Despero's army. Yeah. But I feel like that is the highest stakes we ever see out of that army. Like, we, we see them invade a couple other planets later on in, you know, just kind of generic ways. But right I know those cat people. That's true. They're going after those cat people. Yeah. Um, just putting out fires of gasoline. But I never felt that they were any more dangerous than they were in that opening shot.
1: I agree. Because you see, it's three of them versus four lanterns. And yeah. the four lanterns are losing. But then yeah. when John comes, he... Should I mean, he's obviously like you know, one of the strongest green lanterns, like all yeah. the other Terran lanterns. Uh, but like these are his two teachers, uh, Kat Matui and Kilowog are the, are the people yeah. who trained him, mm-hmm. and so they you would expect, and they're alpha lanterns, like yeah. this is the alpha core.
0: Well, I, don't know. I know they don't exist
1: in this universe, Chris, but the alpha core <laughs> is important to understand. Arcus is part of the alpha core, as is Kat Matui, as is Kilowog sometimes. And Tomarae and the other girl who, grew, who who Hal dates sometimes, and Sinestro dated sometimes, whose name I can't remember right Jade? now. Jade. No, Sinestro, GL or Hal dated Jade. Yeah. Yes, because that was the weird. Like she's technically underage, but like space age, mm. so it's different and mm. weird. Um, <laughs> there, no, there's another one who was like Sinestro's right hand woman until he became Sinestro. Like, oh, okay. Evil Sinestro. Okay
0: uh which lantern battery would be fueled by your annoyance when i'm super pedantic about the green oh, lanterns man, can- that's a good question Cannon. there's a little
1: i mean pro- i mean i guess red <laughs> red is rage
0: um there there's not a, a a green lantern for just being annoyed just just annoyed by annoyance <laughs> lavender <laughs> yeah Never gonna get tired of it, though. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, what what sets up, like, a possibly interesting storyline of John getting reunited with his former girlfriend, his former mentor, that is hinted upon really early on in Part 1. But then, by the time they jump to Part 2, now all of a sudden, it's not about that relationship. It's about John not being able to use his ring and that when Kat Matui tries to train him again to be able to use the ring, it doesn't work. But when hot girl inspires him, it does. Yeah. What does that have to do with anything? Like it, it's nothing. It's, it's the, it's like a really vague love triangle that they didn't fully commit to being a love triangle. So then they like escalated it to this weird background problem and used it all as a, like a, an, an allegory. But I don't really see the allegorical connections at all there. No. I mean, I, how they, how I think they could have maybe
1: changed this, but I still don't like this writing because it's a very like messy love triangle to start out with, Mm -hmm. but maybe this is like, I, I don't know the, the planets connecting around sector two at one four, but it could be like, um, John is the closest lantern and Katma doesn't want to call him. And that's when they, you know, that's when the two of them die. Yeah. And that's when she gets captured and then Killawog is like, fuck you and your relationship. I'm going to go and get John no matter what beef you two have. Mm, yeah. Um, And then it could be some kind of like power dynamic where she like while they were dating, you know, he was technically her subordinate. Yeah. And so there was like she like thrived on controlling him. Mm hmm. And hot girl could maybe see like, oh, you can't use your wing. You, it's not that you don't have the will to do anything. It's it's that she's not giving you the will to do anything. Yeah. But then like that's already messy in
0: itself. Or I mean, or, or it even could have been like he is. I don't know. Like it, it could have made sense if he's just overly deferential, and he you know kind of like how some people. We'll switch, and I don't have to use these words. Like we'll switch more of like a beta personality around someone who's like a more dominant in the alpha personality. Yeah. Like there could have been some L of that. Like for the first time we ever, see John, um, not be as uh, I don't want to say dominating, but not be as like confident and aggressive and powerful. Right. Because he's around someone who he knows is more powerful than him, or is more capable than him. That could have been something there, but otherwise, it's just him. I, I never understood why he lost his focus. Like he gets back. And he kind of slips back into a a, a familiarity and, you know, a, a, like a repartee with Kat Matui And, you know, there's mm-hmm. like a hint of them maybe picking up an old romance again. And it's not like all of a sudden he loses his focus when Hot Girl shows up and he's, he's confused. He just, for no reason whatsoever, can't use his ring. Right. And this and also
1: I, isn't the first time we see him lose his ring. It's becoming more common, actually. Yeah. We saw him in in the and the Savage Time episodes where he yeah. loses his ring and just immediately picks up a gun. Like he's still part of a resistance. He's still part of an army. Yeah. Like he should be able to just like do a somersault, pick up a gun, and just continue doing his thing. Yeah. And because he's shown multiple times, like he is the weapon, not the ring.
0: Exactly. And and yeah, maybe this would have felt more interesting if we hadn't seen him lose his ring under more interesting, more reasonable circumstances in the Savage Time. Yeah. But hey, you know it gave us a great opportunity for him to have uh, you know load up with a shitload of pouches. Yep, uh, <laughs> some <laughs> Rob Liefeld inspired pouches along his chest. Like, can and we the can one we, along his leg, is the thigh pouch is my personal favorite. Can we talk about the costumes for a minute?
1: Yes, specifically let's, let's. one costume.
0: Yes, uh, the fact that Kat Matui decides to go undercover as one of the high priestesses of the Legend of the Hidden Third Eye, whatever it's called, and. She just Did ends up in... pick a Legend of the Hidden Temple yes, reference. I, that's, that's what was coming to mind. Legion of the Third Eye. Thank you. Whatever. <laughs> the French foreign Legion of the Third Eye. Yes. Uh, she just becomes Slave Girl Leia.
1: But worse. But is, worse. It is so... There's, there's one moment that like I audibly chuckled. And it's... it's so her, her, <laughs> her top piece is like... I can't even explain it's, it. It's, it's just... Um,
0: it has, it's just pasties. It's just gold it's, pasties. It's basically a yeah, gold pasties are like connect in the back, but there's no, it's, it's, it, there's no straps, nor is there a bridge between the two breasts. Yeah. It, imagine it's like headphones. Yeah. <laughs> They're just, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like someone has like reached around behind her and like put yeah. their hands over her breasts and are covering it. But imagine that, but like a brass ring. Mm-hmm. How does one even put that on Space. space? Um, <laughs> uh, the part that, and
1: then she's wearing the it is just like the slave girl Leia. Yeah, um, it's like, like it's lower half. Like, yeah, so
0: it's basically just like uh like narrow strips of skirt, more or less like covering like but between her legs. Yeah. with some very thin brass strap heels on the side, like barely hanging onto her hips.
1: So so the part that I enjoyed is uh when how not how when John and her first reunite, he hands her her ring because mm-hmm. she left it because she's going undercover. She's like, I didn't want to put the ring on because I'm undercover. And you see her put it in like a fake pocket that yeah. clearly is not there. That there's, thing does no not fabric there. The thing does not have pockets <laughs> at all. And I'm like, where are you, where are you putting that? There, it's there's you're literally just like slapping it to your to your leg. And yeah. then it's just gonna fall to the ground. Like just let John hold on <laughs> to it. Because clearly you don't have pockets.
0: Yeah. I, I thought you were gonna say the, the moment made you laugh was when um, we first when she is reintroduced in the the priestess outfit. Because initially, like John goes to find Desbro, Desbro gives in the background, he's like, But you're not gonna be able to stop me. And in fact, from my high priestess is gonna throw you into the flame of Pytar, it's Kat Matui. She picks up John, throws him into the flame. And then he gets like pulled up by some matter thing, and then Katma's there like, "Oh, don't worry, I'm actually undercover; it's all fine." But when she walks up to him, it was the most gratuitous hip swing I've ever mm-hmm. seen in a cartoon, and I've it seen is, Roger Rabbit a lot. It <laughs> is
1: pure Bruce Tim.
0: It, it is like I legitimately was waiting for like the goose waddle theme from the Aristocats to chime in, like, as she was walking because it was so fucking over the top. It's yeah, it it is like. Almost to the point
1: where I'm amazed they made this past the sensors like they what the original drawing must have been for the sensor to say no to that for this to be approved. Yeah, because that that's how you do it. in in like 90s, early 2000s, of course, animation.
0: Yeah, you, you push as far as you can.
1: Yeah, you, you go beyond what you know the line is and then you pull back, which is still beyond the line, but seems more doable. Yeah, it's like, was she just completely nude in the I, original I think version? So, yeah, yeah.
0: She just had three pasties on. That's it.
1: Yeah. Yep. It, yeah. I mean, it, it could have just been uh, the Fifth Element outfit. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> just the straps? Yeah. yeah. God. It just,
0: yeah, that felt so gratuitous. And just, I feel like there is an interesting character there in Kat Matui, even interesting the idea that, you know, she trained John. Yeah. But all they do is make her like super hypersexualized and which is just, what they do with
1: every like galactic love interest.
0: Yeah, exactly. Very sexualized. And then she's just basically a love interest. She doesn't really do anything over the rest of the um, episodes to stand out or be impressive or powerful. Like she and Hawkgirl and John all get captured at the end of part two. And then it's only when Hot Girl is getting tortured. Not Kat Matui. Yeah. That John finally, like, gets his focus back and can use his ring, which they left on him for whatever reason.
1: No, it, it was not. They Oh, put it that's on a table. right. They put it on a
0: table and he... he In eyesight. He force-pulled it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's like, I mean, she's just more or less just, like, hypersexualized and then written out of the show, mm-hmm. practically. And I just... Like, even if you're going to go the route of a love triangle, as cliched as that is, I think it still would have been better... Than this weird half-assed version that they ended up giving us.
1: Yeah, because also they they don't ever give Hawkgirl anything to do. She is
0: a damsel in this episode. Yeah, which is so against her character. It's it's just her being there and being attacked that makes John turn. But like that, what is that then proving that he loves her more than Katma?
1: Yeah, it's 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 a very muddled relationship and a very muddled message they're trying to send Well,
0: and, and I know that they're definitely trying to emphasize that relationship because it's gonna be a, a cornerstone of star crossed at the end of the season when mm-hmm. we get to it but I didn't feel like that relationship had progressed any further in this episode than it had in you know savage time savage time or I think there was at least one episode in se- another episode in season one where, like their their flirtation was really heavily emphasized and
1: they only yeah they only give it the button and yeah, and the button of those episodes, is the only time where they're like, oh, there's like a like, there's like a relationship blossoming here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think maybe she could have had because I, you know, Hawkgirl gave him like the talk of like, you got to find the power inside yourself, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I think she could have maybe had like a bigger reaction when Katma said that he's going to be pulled from Earth because he has to go back through training again, mm-hmm. which also doesn't makes i mean i guess so because like you're you're a lantern for life except when you're not um because that's it's it's also muddled uh because like would they have sent him back to the academy or would they have just stripped him of his lantern yeah there's already four other lanterns on in in 2814 yeah it's only supposed to be two per sector we already have four to six to some, I think, eight now at this point.
0: Well, but again, it's not the same universe. It's not the same
1: universe, <laughs> but we know Guy exists. We know Hal exists. We know Kyle exists. Uh, No, we
0: only we know. We don't the, know
1: Guy exists. We know Kyle exists.
0: And Hal only exists in a brief cameo caused by a disruption in the time stream. So Still it counts. Th- I don't think that counts. Still counts. Well, but uh, hang on. If you do you count, if you count Justice League versus the Fatal Five as canonical... That had both Hal and Guy in there as well, I think, right? I don't remember. And that anymore. that one they like show all the different green lanterns mm-hmm. of Earth, and I'm pretty sure they were both in there. Yeah. Um, Maddie, James, Ted, <laughs> please let us know. <laughs> yeah, I mean there there's so many not
1: even just like cause cause 2814 is, is a big sector and it's only Terrans.
0: Yeah. I, I think I think we can assume at this point in the DCAU that John and Kyle are the two, the two green mm-hmm. lanterns of that sector and i think they make reference to Kyle cuz yeah there's two references here yeah cuz Kat- they say rayner will take his place yeah and Katma but says but that means
1: he's not though because cuz normally rayner spends more time on Oa, same with guy like right. they're still like connected to Toy one 4 but they i know it's different and give me
0: the fucking look but okay what i was going to <laughs> ask Is do we know if in this continuity, if it's two per sector or is it one per sector? Everything so far seems to suggest it's one per sector because we don't know. But that's the root of the Green Lanterns. I didn't know it was two per sector until you told me. I always thought it was one.
1: No, it's two.
0: But we don't know if Abin Sur, Abin Sur was the Green Lantern of this sector, right? Yes. Right. So his ring passed on to Kyle. But John, I think, already existed at that point.
1: What? God damn it. But also we, we, don't, we
0: don't know if we actually don't. Well, okay. We don't know specifically if Sur in this universe was from this sector.
1: Yeah. No. Cause I, now I'm doing the math. Cause there were only supposed to be 3,600 lanterns and that's 3,600 plus two for John and Kyle plus three for guy but there's also only supposed to be 3,600 sectors. So with that, then yes, there would only technically be one lantern per sector, but there's always that precedent. Maybe that was just post-parallax is when they converted it to two per sector.
0: They needed a backup just in case one of them goes mad. Yeah, because that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, Look, I, I, think, I think either, even if they're one or two, I think we can assume that both green Lancers of this sector are human, one is John and one is Kyle. Mm-hmm. And Kyle clearly is elsewhere. Maybe he's still on OA being trained. They make reference to him being trained by but We don't know where he currently is. Yes. So he could be in a different part of that sector. He could still be on OA getting trained. We don't know. So I think we'd assume that they would just maybe he was still, yeah. I mean, this is probably what, like three or four years from when he was introduced. Canonically, I would guess.
1: Um, yeah,
0: 96
1: is right. when he first got his ring. So, I mean,
0: eight years in our time, but I think in the DCAU, it probably hasn't been quite as long. Yeah, yeah,
1: because the Superman episode was pretty quick after they introduced him in the comics.
0: Yeah, so I, I think that we just assumed that they would just swap him back. Yeah, and John would just go back to shooting lasers. Okay, I did have a question for you. He does
1: make a cool construct.
0: Wait, okay, where did you think he made a construct? I had a couple points. I'm like, did this count or not? So, what was your thought of when he makes one? He
1: made the bubble, and then he punched someone okay. inside the bubble. I had that. No, yeah,
0: <laughs> so he makes a bubble, and then yeah, he makes it like little little arms come out of the bubble. Mind you, they don't look like arms; they're just little generic blobs. Yeah, come out and punch people. Mm-hmm. He also he does try to make some shapes, but they don't come does, together when he's yeah. training. So, I think that's the closest we've actually seen to a construct. And even then, it's not a full mm-hmm. construct.
1: Yeah, but you know, it's. I've I've post last week I've I've come to just accept it
0: everyone can stop writing in does that mean that next week you'll finally accept the the comics and the no. are separate no. continuity, separate? you separate because this is the only time
1: I've ever known something more in the comics than in the tv verse
0: and you're just so frustrated that's not helping
1: you yes like, I don't know <laughs> fucking shit about t- I love the Teen Titans animated series. I can talk about that all day. Yeah. I I can't tell you shit about the Teen Titans comics. Like I know Jericho is 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 the kid. Yeah. And and Slade. Slade. um tried to kill him for joining the Titans and that's why the Titans don't like Deathstroke. Um that's and then, and then there's another kid uh who's like also tries to kill he's he's trying to kill a lot of kids he's he's yeah man she's
0: a child murderer he, a little bit
1: yeah a little bit
0: and then there's that time he killed tara but maybe he didn't because he came back but you never got a chance to see it because oh, the end of the show
1: oh, man that was that that hurt so long ago and it hurt me for years it's still it still hurts you it's still it's still there i can see you tearing up now yeah, just, it, just thinking about it it's um it's really hard <laughs> Terra yeah. turning to stone, Terra making the ultimate sacrifice Ugh. proves that she'd be a Green Lantern. G- oh, Cause because that, that that's another thing, It's like Katma is self-sacrificial yeah. so many times. And and that, like, you know, you can't. That's that's just how Green Lanterns are. They always want to make the sacrifice play. Cause yeah. that is, I guess, like the ultimate form of willpower. Yeah. Is is dying for your ring. We had a brief conversation beforehand about like. The comparison between the Flame of Pie Flame of Peter, Pierre. Pytar. Pytar, thank yes. you. The Flame of Paella. <laughs> the Flame of Paella. The new the new Chipotle item menu. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lantern battery and kind of the two governing forces behind them and just how just
0: go ahead and get into it, Cameron. Don't trip about it. No, because dude. I'm
1: still trying to like form the opinion in my head. Well, okay,
0: because you had pointed out that a lot of this episode is supposed to be a Vietnam allegory. Yes. I and mean, it's even down to hearts and minds the title was a phrase I believe used by the American propaganda machine to basically say that that's what they're doing in Vietnam was going there to like convert the hearts and minds of the people against communism. Yeah. Um because I remember in DC New Frontier uh, Wonder Woman. Sorry, makes that's a, not
1: con, like, it's not she makes, of continuity. she makes
0: a snarky comment about how what they're out there to do is convert the hearts and minds. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to do with continuity <laughs> this time. But I mean, and you know, I I think the idea is that Despero and his forces are meant to be an allegory for America in the Vietnam War. <clears throat> mm-hmm. y- yes, but you thought?
1: Well, I mean, my 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 growing theory and and idea around this is. You know they're they're obviously taking it to an extreme where yeah. they're literally brainwashing the people on the planet they're taking over, but they're becoming a militarized force, and the Green Lanterns, who are also just a militarized force, are just using their rules over the galaxy compared to the flame of Paella's rules over the galaxy. I
0: don't entirely agree with that, considering that the. Legion of Third Eye. I got it this time. There you go. Um are an actual invading army. Yes. I think you if you wanted to try if, if you wanted to have a debate about at what point does the efficacy of the Lanterns. Well, yeah, what like at what point does a police force basically just become a dominating military force being imposed upon someone? That is a whole separate conversation. I think I think in this case, it's a very
1: American conversation, it's a right very,
0: now. very American conversation, very relevant one. Not our area of expertise. Nope. We don't even know what the subject of our podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> we struggle with that, so we won't get into that specific debate. But I, I think we can say that in this context, we only, we, we mostly see the Green Lantern Corps not imposing their laws specifically, but they are out there trying to. Um, I think protect people and to do the right thing for the most part. I don't see them as an invading, conquering force. I feel like they they are even reticent to think interfere sometimes in certain. Crises. Yeah, that that is a so. big,
1: and especially in Tales of the Tales of the Core, that is a big through line. Is when do the lanterns intervene and when they do not? Yeah, and it's basically like if it's singular planetary problems or struggles. The lanterns will stay out, yeah, and that makes a lot of the core members upset, especially if it's their planet. Mm -hmm. And they're like, because there's one subplot on Thanagar, Mm -hmm. uh, because there's two races on Thanagar. There's obviously the hawk people, and then there's the lizard people. Yeah, and there's a big civil war that goes on constantly between them. Mm -hmm. And there's a lizard person who is a lantern in that sector, and he's like, "Hey, like, help me and my people because we're being attacked." Like, well, we can't because. That's a you problem, not an us problem, but the second the second Athanagarian dare go to another planet that's a whoa 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 whoa. yeah. how dare you like you're that's not okay yes
0: I, I, I think that this further highlights the difference between the two whereas uh, Desper wants to conquer planets the Greenland's corps mostly doesn't want anything to do with them yes yeah they're just kind of like not my problem
1: yeah off the, we go those fucking those fucking little people man we're,
0: we're gonna go tra- <laughs>
1: the, the guardians
0: we're gonna go train our green lanterns to make bubbles and beams, but not constructs yeah. except Ganthet. Ganthet's cool yeah that's pretty cool yeah he's the one that makes the blue lantern core in this universe <laughs> yes in this universe does Ganthet exist in this oh he does yeah we yeah, know Ganthet. he's one of the um the guardians the guardians thank yeah. you yeah i don't know this shit i can't remember all these green lanterns i vomited so much And I didn't listen to any of it. I know. But I mean, look, overall, I don't think this progressed the John Hot Girl relationship enough to elevate it beyond its very generic villain and story arc. I agree. Yeah.
1: I think it, I, in that, I don't know how to make it better. But what if it was like just the two of them in this story? Like we didn't see any other members.
0: I mean, that that may have helped, but then it would have taken away from us that amazing Kilowog flash, which is buddy great. story. Yeah. Like legitimately, that's the best part of these two episodes is that little period where Kilowog has been left on Earth to recover and he needs to recharge his battery. So they go to find John's lantern hidden in a pocket dimension at his apartment.
1: Yeah. And it's as like Hanna-Barbera as you can make it. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's super funny. Like, Flash is writing the fridge. Killog doesn't understand things. He's eating ice cream by the car. literally, he eats a copy of old Le- Yeller. Yeah. Like, they have such a fun little back and forth. And, like, I don't remember what the actual buttons episode is. I just remember my favorite part was when everyone's leaving after the victory. And Flash's like, hey, Killog, Brought Worse in my place next week. <laughs> Killog's like, yep. <laughs> What's a <it> bratwurst? <brought> <laughs> What's a bratwurst? I just love Killog. He's great. Although, he clearly skips legs day yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when he's in the medical bed on the watchtower, he's like he's like you know, his, his torso is being covered very shittily by a, a some sort of scanning panel, but he's got, like the broadest shoulders and chest and arms imaginable, and like these tiny little twig legs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, trees in space, man. I
1: can't <laughs> Just... I can't get past the 25 copied and pasted trees yep. in space.
0: is this Is this the vegan agenda? It is good it absolutely is yeah yeah just rain bonsai eyes and out on everybody mm-hmm. but th- there was one other thing that you and i mentioned briefly or talked about before we started recording which is one of the most noteworthy things about this two-part episode is that the cliffhanger is in the wrong place yes i forgot about that yes yes so what why don't you set up for us what the cliffhanger sh- is and then what it should have been yeah
1: so here's the sequence of events and also i, I thought this episode was going to go in a completely different way after i saw this moment yeah um you see John get captured by the Legion. Despero gives his backstory and then throws him into the pit of the fire of Paella. Mm -hmm. Um, and that should be the cliffhanger, but then there's still five minutes left of the episode. Yep. And then there's a scene where there's two resistance members who are pulling him through a matter transporter straight from Star Trek. Yes. Um, And they're like, oh, welcome to the Resistance. We caught you before you died. Uh, And then it cuts to Despero granting the power of the fire to the rest of his legion, Mm -hmm. giving them the power to go and conquer planets. And then they fly off and go conquer planets. And that's the cliffhanger. Yeah. And that is all wrong. Yes. All of that is wrong. Yes, it absolutely is. Yeah. It should have been... Just take out the middle section. That's really all you need. Like, I'm okay with them ending on... Um, Despero leading his minions sure. to Galactic Conquest. Like that is, that's a pretty good button, mm-hmm. but I don't want to know immediately after he's thrown into the fire that he's perfectly okay. Yeah. Cause where I thought this episode was going was it was all a ruse similar to, uh, the la the, the Black episode we had back in
0: season one. Oh, with the Manhunters. Yes. where yeah. It was
1: all like either some kind of like brainwashing thing or, um, Something where Despero had been kind of tricking everyone into thinking he had this grand power, but really it was technology.
0: A Wizard of Oz situation. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Where they were, like, taking, making clones, maybe, where all of the real people were stuck in some kind of underground prison. Mm -hmm. I thought we were going to see Arcus and Gallius come back there.
0: I thought so as well. Yeah. I was like, oh, this might be where they explain how those two are still alive. Yes.
1: They're not. They're not. They're dead. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Those names that I spent a very long time trying to remember.
0: Not going to help you anymore. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, because I, I think it's just it, the the John in the fire pit was just used as a commercial break. I think. I, but I feel like it's too late for commercial break. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it is set up to be like, I think it does fade to
1: black. So it could be. But there's it's it's so late in the episode. There's only, yeah. like I said, there's only four minutes left.
0: Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's not. I don't, I don't think it is. Yes, I don't, don't know. going to him
1: a commercial break that late. Yeah.
0: It, it just felt really, like, that's the moment where you're like, oh, shit. Like, I mean, obviously, he's going to be alive somehow. They're not going to kill off Green Lantern in one of these episodes. Yeah. But that's when you're like, oh, shit, like, that's the big moment. And then, yeah, it's immediately, oh, he's back. And then we're sending people, we're going to go conquer more planets, even though we've already conquered a shitload of them. Yeah. What what have you, how have you escalated this further than it was when you had those massive invasion ships that were, you know, knocking the shit and killing Green Lanterns at the beginning?
1: Yeah. And also, they they have, like, a passing statement about, oh, we're so far at the edge of the galaxy that we can't reach the Lanterns.
0: Yes. But you can from Earth, you, you can, can from, from 2814. Yeah, you made it from Earth in just the Green Lantern bubble, mind you. They didn't take a javelin. No, yeah. None of them did. Because they don't even take a javelin to get out there at the rest of the league. They all get Kilowog's battery recharge and they fly out there with him in a bubble. Yeah. And I don't know how fast those things go, but... I mean, pretty fast, sometimes.
1: They, they talk about how long it takes to go from Earth to Oa, mm-hmm. and it's like a four-hour thing. Oh, okay. And someone did the math, and I'm not going to remember it, but it's okay. like, oh, that's fast. Yeah. It's like twelve speed of light
0: something. Twelve X speed of light. Yeah.
1: Well done. That's not right, but that's my guess. Who knows? Who knows? Doesn't matter. It's fiction. Yeah. It's not even the same universe. It's fine. Yeah, cause and it's also that point of like where do you put the bounds of the galaxy? Like what's the fucking cell phone plan of the Green Lanterns where you're fucking patchy in the in the unit in the galaxy? like your job is connecting to each other. Yeah. Your
0: team. Can't you like build a construct of a radio tower? And you would know, <clears throat> excuse
1: me, when a lantern dies, the rings are immediately flown back to Oa to be presented to the next lantern, which goes against what happens when Hal gets his ring, because this goes directly from Abin to Hal, which is not how it works, but that's okay. I'll let it go. In universe.
0: <laughs> in this universe, I think it was heading home and it hit him in the head first. I don't okay. think, I don't know if it was actually, tar- wait, wait, I can't remember if it was actually aiming for him or not. I guess it did because it like went into the building.
1: Well, the, yeah, there, there's a couple thoughts and there's like a whole theory about it was supposed to be going to Bruce mm. and Hal just like intercepted it in a yeah. way. Um, but yeah, the the lantern should have known the second Argus, not Argus, yes, Argus and Gallius were killed, yeah. that shit was going down because the rings would have tr- teleported themselves back to the planet.
0: Now they were disintegrated.
1: Yeah, but the rings will always like reform or oh, okay. there, there always has to be... Thirty six hundred plus two plus three plus four, depending on how many on Terra.
0: One plus one plus two plus one.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, and so like that, that like it, it is almost instantaneous of okay. when they know a lantern is down because okay. there's like a very, the very heartbreaking comic when, how slash parallax is tearing through lanterns left and right in order to get to the guardians to try and kill them, and you just see the guardians looking over kind of the universe and just rings piling up in their room of all of the lanterns that he's killed.
0: I'm sure it's heartfelt in my mind. It, it almost seems comedic. If they're like sitting there like one ring, Oh shit, what happened to And just, you know, it's, 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 a, it's almost like, I love Lucy on the conveyor belt. Like there's more rings yeah. than they can keep up with. It's just like flying into the window. Oh, I was, I was going to make the comparison to <laughs> Harry
1: Potter when he's trying oh, to get yeah, his, the his letter. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I mean, he takes out, I think it's like half of the core yeah.
0: to get to the the Guardians. Well, maybe it was a Sunday and there are no Green Lantern rings on Sundays. No nope.
1: Yep. No rings on Sundays. No rings
0: on Sundays. <laughs> what a great day. Yeah. Uh, like overall, I didn't really care much for these. I thought they were pretty underwhelming. I definitely have no inclination to put them on a, uh, a short list because I don't think it escalates anything enough to really justify it. No. If you want a better
1: story read the tales of the green lantern Corps where guy garner goes on vacation oh perfect because it's so yeah. much more fun yeah because it's him fighting one without his ring because mm-hmm. it's the better version of this yes uh but he's in his swimsuit trying to because there's a whole vacation planet yeah it's, it's fun oh yeah there's a whole like planet that is just like um uh, like cabo okay it was, uh, this is
0: probably up on um dc universe infinite right the comic Yeah, that's where I read it. Okay, I'm going to go check this out Mm because, you know, Guy Gardner, not my favorite, but I'll always take a beefcake in a swimsuit. Yeah, and it's it's
1: such a fun because he, like, he flips so fast because he's such a, like, hot-headed character. He flips so fast between, like, oh, I need to get my ring. Oh, fuck you. I'm just going to punch you in the face. Oh, you're super strong. I should probably get my ring. (laughs) Nah, just kidding. I'm going to sweep your leg, and I'm going to beat you up without it.
0: (laughs) Sweep the leg! Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's a good recommendation. I mean, you've already listened to this episode which means maybe you've watched these episodes. Yeah. Uh, but if you can go back in time, just read that comic instead. Yeah. yeah. But
1: there are no trees in space. There is no vegan agenda.
0: Well, then for that alone, yeah. these are must-watch episodes. <laughs> Gotta make the list. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on this, or should we uh, mosey along here? No, let's get out of this episode. All right. So uh, why don't we do question corner? You got a, you got a question for us. Oh, we I got camera? a question. Yeah.
1: And, and it, it's a good question that I Still haven't found a good answer for yet. Fantastic. So we're going to work through this one together. hmm So on Investor's Day, we had that great episode where I just got to vomit for an hour and a half. Yes. Um, Disney announced that Zootopia is getting its own series called Zootopia Plus, which is kind of a meta-anthology about what shows would exist inside the Zootopia universe if Zootopia had their own version of Disney Plus. Right. Yes.
0: So, like, some of the examples were... Like, So You Think You Can Prance. Yeah, or, like, The, the Real mousewives of Little Rodentia. Yes. I think was another one.
1: Yeah. Um, so, my question is, if HBO Max did a similar thing with the DCAU, what shows would exist in that anthology series?
0: Right. So, it's not necessarily an anthology series um, about characters in the DCAU. It's if you were to turn on a TV in gotham or yeah. dakota or something like that what would be on tv yes yeah.
1: so like when when bruce is at the Batcave cave and he has his main computer on yeah. crime stuff what's the one in the corner that's just like for
0: alfred <laughs> yes and i think there is some interesting possibilities there because there are things that exist in the universe that don't exist in ours like mm-hmm. when you prepped the question from earlier you made reference to the fact that this is a universe with aliens and space travel. What sort of sci-fi exists then? Yeah, we, We've seen two
1: separate sci-fi shows, one in Batman Beyond and one in Static. Yeah, Don't and Don't ask us to
0: name them because no, we're not going to. It's not possible. But yeah, they're, they're vague like Star Wars parodies, parodies yeah. sort of thing. Um, so my, my thought is that a lot of those genres probably still exist, right? There's probably still crime fighter. We know there are comic books and crime fighter stories, stuff like that. But I think what would be interesting to think about is like what stuff would uniquely exist only in this universe. Like mm-hmm. I am absolutely convinced that at some point, Bernie Rast, the the producer from Static Shock, pitched a reality TV show around Lobo.
1: Oh yes, for sure. Yeah, that's a good one. Yes. I mean, just just give him. I mean, it's it's cops. Lobo yeah.
0: gets to be cops. Oh no, it's dog the bounty hunter.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yes. That, that's yeah. True. But mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know, Lobo. Yeah, I would. Watch that! I would never watch Dogs of *The Bounty Hunter*.
1: Um, because there's there's like the easy answer. There's like, you know like the Real Housewives of Gotham. Yeah. Um, but that you know that's kind of boring in itself. I'm trying to imagine which city would get the Jersey Shore parody. Because like I think it would be Gotham still. You think it'd still be Gotham.
0: I yeah. think I think it's still Gotham because I mean I think in some I feel like some versions treat Gotham as like sort of a version of New Jersey. Yeah. A slightly modified version of New Jersey, but there's something about. The, the, the wealth, the wealthy class of Gotham does love to live like they're not in one of the most crime ridden corrupt cities in the world because they're part of the corruption. Yeah. Blatantly. But you can absolutely believe that there would be like a group of people that would be like just so vain and self-involved to have a reality show about their vain, self-involved, luxurious lives whilst they're getting attacked by like the penguin on their yacht. Yeah. Like that oh, absolutely happens.
1: Yeah. So the penguin you bring up because I was about to bring the penguin up and and the iceberg lounge. Oh, what's, yeah. What's, the, um, what's that reality series wh- that just follows like the waiters of that one restaurant that uh, everyone's fucking in love with for I, some stupid reason? I don't know. I I don't. Yeah, I, we don't we don't watch enough reality TV show to really part answer part this question. part of the
0: challenge. Yeah, because like, the whole point is more or less like what reality TV shows would exist in this universe. Yeah,
1: and I'm, I'm sure someone is yelling at us. Right? Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are
0: yelling at there, us. But yeah, I think you're right. There's probably one set in the iceberg lounge. Yeah. I, I imagine that there's a bunch of like true crime stories must be huge. Oh man. Think of the podcast world. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Like, yeah. They, in this universe, podcasts were invented decades before they were in our universe because there were so many true crime stories to talk about. Yeah. But like we, we even saw that with, um, uh, the creeper mm-hmm. where the creeper, that episode, um, Jack say Ryder. Sure. Right. It's going to say say Jack, this Jack say Jack, <laughs> Jack Sage Pat, but no, the, the guy who becomes the creeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's Jack Ray Ryder, whatever. That sounds right. Yeah. But he's doing a sort of like 60 minute true crime sort of story about the Joker. Mm-hmm. I bet there's a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. In Gotham. Yeah, and, well, and, and probably also Dakota and Metropolis. Yeah, I, I'm, Central I'm trying city.
1: To, I was trying to think, like, what else? Cause, like, what would Star City? Because, you know, Star City also has its own shit they deal with.
0: Does Star City exist? Yeah,
1: that's Green Arrow.
0: Oh, I guess we do see him briefly in his own city in... In um, JLU, in JD, first the, the pilot. Okay, that's mm-hmm. right, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so, you know, like, what would... Because, I mean, obviously, we know Gotham the best. Yeah. Like, Metropolis. Metropolis would have their own, like, weird things. Yeah. I <laughs> just thought the Atom would be their version of Bill Nye. <gasps>
0: that would be, I, that'd be okay. fun. Okay, I would watch that. Mm-hmm. I would watch that. Ray Palmer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, like, Brendan Roth's Ray Palmer being Bill Nye.
0: Yes, obviously. Yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> the world always needs more Brendan Roth.
1: Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, what other, like, parodies could we get? Because there, there's no real, like, artsy... I can't think of who would be, like, a... um, Wow,
0: a Bob Ross comparison. Oh, who would be the Bob Ross? I could see the Joker making, like... like I, I, If there's a Bob Ross-style character in that universe, like a person, the Joker's absolutely broken into a studio, held him at, like, hostage gunpoint, and did an impersonation of Bob Ross.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because I, now I'm thinking about just, like, TV appearances mm-hmm. of of heroes. Cause like, we see Superman always at, like, the ribbon-cutting. Wonder Woman is sometimes there. Yeah. Um, like, is there a phone where they finally got Batman to come in? Never. For, like, a minute. No. <laughs> just they, to answer the phone once. They
0: got Superman to dress up as Batman. That's and, it. and do the voice. Yeah. That's, a, that's absolutely <laughs> what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like some well-meaning but not super successful hero was like, "Hey, like I don't know, like a, like an elongated man or something like that was putting on a telethon or, or, or a booster goal possibly to raise his own yeah persona." And it's like, "Hey, I know I can't get past, but can you like just, just come here?"
1: Just yeah, oh, I mean, because elongated man is for sure helping in the phoneathon. Yeah, he absolutely is because he's grabbing all the phones. <clears throat> yeah,
0: left and right. Um,
1: but yeah. What else could there? I. I, it wouldn't happen, but someone would impersonate Doctor... Because it wouldn't be the real Doctor Fate. Yeah. But you would have one of those, like, psychic shows. Oh, my God, yes. someone Do, impersonating Doctor Fate. Yeah. Like, giving you your fortunes. That, yeah. You know they've reached out to Zatanna and
0: Zatara a hundred yeah. times. Actually, that's a very good point. There would be a lot of like charlatans. Yeah. Because all the things that we know, what, what any reasonable person would know is fake in our universe, like psychics and that sort of stuff. And that universe, you'd be like, well, this magic exists. This is real. Like, I'm a real psychic. I can predict this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's a version of like a psych or a mentalist kind of character in that universe who is just pretending to have this kind of powers. So that people believe him because they actually exist. Here, here's one I
1: just realized. Bernie yeah. Rast. Is trying to make his own version of Teen Witch and it's him just trying to secretly follow Clarion around. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: I there there's actually a lot of good stuff in there, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We we we'll make it a whole episode. <laughs> a, a whole bonus episode just yeah. about the the DCAU plus shows. Yes.
1: <laughs> because I, I I definitely see Bernie Rass trying to do because there's got to be some, you know, we have Old Yeller we know exists in this universe. Yep. We know Star Wars exists because yeah. he makes a Yoda reference in yep. this episode. Uh, we can assume that Blair Witch also exists. Ah, yeah. And so just like the found footage would, I feel like found footage of just like battles going on.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. Like No, there would be a whole market of people trying to, you know, kind of like nightcrawler ass, not Nightcrawler from X-Men comics, Nightcrawler, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, yeah. of like, people trying to get exclusive footage of these sort of battles and selling into news stations and documentary crews um i, I think you're it's right. just the podcasters it's just the podcasters <laughs> yeah but you, you're not a big horror person you didn't see the new halloween movie right No. the the sequel to halloween that's also named halloween
1: mm-hmm. uh best-selling th- horror movie of all time is it i believe so oh i don't I know. think i think it outsold uh get out which had it
0: Fire. Okay. I mean it's 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 good. Both are really good actually. Mm-hmm. I, I like the new one a lot. But there's a whole subplot about a true crime podcast investigating Michael Myers. That's fun. Which is pretty fantastic. Yeah. And that, that totally exists, but you're right. I think there is a Blair Witch style movie about people trying to go into the swamps to find Swamp Thing.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I now want this to be a real thing. I think it'd be such a fun... Like, make it... Give it to the team that's working on Harley. Yeah. Or make it just, like, a subplot of Harley. Yes! Or, like, someone reaches out to her. Just make it one episode. Yeah. someone reaches out to her, like, hey, we're trying to get... Like, that would be that would be the real Housewives of Gotham. Yeah. It's like, we're trying to get... Like, we know you're not... Go- we, know you're, we know you're not with the Joker anymore, but... Would you be able, would you be okay playing his fake wife yep. for this series? It's like, no, of course not. And then Kite Man comes in and he's like, well, you know, like you need the eye in the sky Kite Man, your guy.
0: Well, because there's even that, uh, Wendy Williams type character in Harley Quinn. Cause there's that, I think is it season one, right? The great episode where, um, Damien wants to be Harley's yes, arch villain, so arch nemesis. Fun. I fucking love that episode. Yeah. But you're right. That exists. Like that is the that show is the perfect place to like sprinkle this sort of stuff throughout it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like Rick and Morty has a version of it.
1: Right. Yeah. But that's too much improv-y stuff. Yeah. I think if you you can make it more realistic and fun. Yeah. In the Harley show.
0: Yeah, you're right. I think the Harley Quinn is the perfect place to do that.
1: Even if it's just the Gotham Shore. Yeah. Like, I, I would watch like, just if that if you if, <laughs> just make that a flashback. Yeah. Like, oh man, this is embarrassed. This is as embarrassing as that one time I was on Gotham Shore. <laughs> <laughs> just her
0: as Snooky, it, Like throwing a fit in a bar I can tell totally you to see like it, it cuts to a clip of the Gotham Shore And it's everyone doing the normal thing And the Joker's just walking through And <laughs> shooting people Not even smiling He's just annoyed that he has to do this For the greater good Yeah, yeah. It's like this got three seasons <laughs> Boom, boom, boom Nothing I don't have a show <laughs> Yeah I really want to see it's these Like now. Try
1: harder MTV <laughs> Yeah
0: no, I I think there's some really fun stuff in here. I would love to hear people's suggestions for for this. What yeah, what in universe shows must exist in the DCAU? Yeah. Uh yeah. So uh, let us know at Tim Talk Pod. I, I'd say Instagram and Twitter are probably the best places to find us yes. to pitch those, but want to hear some pitches from people here. Yes, please share. Yeah. Watch our database, boys. I'm looking at you in particular. I know you've had this conversation before. Yeah. You've thought of about this. Yeah. This <laughs> you, you have a list, I'm sure, ready to go. So send it along. We want to hear the answers. Um but all right, I think that does it for your question. Great question this week, Cameron. Thank you. That's, that was a fun one. I really liked that. Yeah. Uh, but why don't we uh, wrap things up with some bat plugs? Let's what, do have, uh, what have you been watching, reading, listening to? Um.
1: So I I TikTok ing, T- a lot of TikTok Um. I, I think I may have mentioned this last week. It may not have been on air, mm-hmm. but I've been listening to binge mode. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um. So if, for those who don't know, binge mode is this great summary podcast or not summary uh, like deep dive podcast into big pop culture stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now they're going through all the Marvel content, but what I'm listening to is the deep dive into the Harry Potters. Oh, so okay. Listening yeah. to all the books again. Mm-hmm. And then they spend probably like an hour and a half per every five chapters. Um, it's a lot going super into all the details Yeah. and kind of this, the way JKR tells her stories, um, It's very fascinating. It's very fun. It, it, like, I love how we set up our podcast, but I'm like, oh, this is what, like, professionals do. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, yeah. Yeah,
0: Because you don't really listen to a lot of podcasts. Not, not a ton. Okay, yeah. Because I, I do listen to a lot of them and I listen to some, like, really professionally made ones. And you listen to it, you're like, oh, like, some people actually, like, do this very professionally. Yeah. With, like, you know, themes interspersed throughout and, like, really proper sound editing. Yeah. Yes. No, that's not us. And not just me frustrated at, seven o'clock on a Sunday <laughs> evening, try to finish this up. Fuck, so I can Fuck, Cameron, why'd you talk about that? I just want to go to bed. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, if, if you are a Potterhead and if you want to, like, I, I'm trying to listen to each book before I listen to the binge mode versions. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so much fun. Yeah. I, I kind of want to jump ahead even though I shouldn't. Um, uh, but if you enjoyed the books, if, if you want to kind of like have that really nice refresher, they're really fun listens. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and then uh, to connect with that, uh, I finally started reading The Rise of Kyoshi, uh, which is the book, prequel book in the Avatar universe about uh, the origins of Avatar Kyoshi. Oh, okay. Uh, it's very fun. Mm-hmm. It, it is very cool. I just hit kind of like, I feel like the main story is now about to start, where I, okay. I maybe. 10-ish chapters in. W- okay,
0: so it's a book, not a comic. It's a book, yeah. It's a book, book. A okay. book, book. Oh, cool. Is, you're actually physically reading it? I am. Oh, well done. Yeah, I got a
1: signed copy at Comic-Con three years
0: ago. Oh, and wow. I hadn't opened it since. Just had to dust it up. Yep. Crack it open. Mm-hmm. Well done, Cameron.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? What are you watching, listening, reading?
0: Uh, I have been taking advantage of my temporary CBS All Access account because I wanted to catch up on Star Trek Discovery Season yep. 3, which I did, and it's really good. Good. Um, I mean, it's hard for me to say that it's worth signing up for that. I mean, you can get, like, one month free to sign up for it and watch all of Star Trek. But Discovery, I find, has been getting better every single season. And I, I really like this season a lot. So I, I, I watched that. Um, and I, I haven't plugged the show before. But, you know, if you've seen it, it's worth continuing. If you haven't, if you're a Star Trek fan, I think it actually is worth watching. But the other thing I watched um, was Star Trek Lower Decks. The animated one. The animated one. Yes. Which is I, I can't remember if the guy who created it was a one of the writers on Rick and Morty, but it's the same animation style and it's it totally they're going for kind of a similar thing. Mm-hmm. It's okay.
1: Okay. That's that's what I've
0: heard. Yeah. I've heard the
1: ranking is like below deck, Picard, Discovery.
0: Yeah, I'd say so. And like, I, I liked Elements of Picard Card. I didn't love it. I, I've re- I actually really enjoyed Discovery. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever I come back to it, I really like watching it. Um, I, you know, it's weird because, you know, like my dad, I fell in love with Star Trek through my dad. And so when I was home earlier this year, my folks and I, we, we caught up on the first two seasons and we started watching a little bit of season three when I was home for the holidays. And my dad and I have been watching it separately, independently. And we were kind of talking about the show and where we were, and it was good. And I, I told him, like, I also watched Lowered X. I told him it's probably not for him. Like, mm-hmm. he, you know, he watched the original series when he was a kid. He loves a lot of it. But I think it's not, it's not, it's neither super Star Trekky to make it something that a, like, diehard Star Trek fan would necessarily love. Nor is it so different that you're gonna get non-Star Trek fans to watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, Quite know who it's for. I guess it's for me, like someone who likes to see something very different. Yeah. In in a in a, in a shared universe like that, and there's it's like fun. They make references to some of the other characters, and there's like a couple episodes that I did really like. Like I really like the final episode. Mm-hmm. There's some really fun stuff in there, but overall, it's just it's not it's not super funny. It's not it's a little bit weird now out there, but not anywhere near as like Rick and Morty weird now out there. Yeah. Um. It's just kind of about the, like the lower decks, like the ensigns who work on a ship. But, yeah, the the red shirts. Kind of, yeah, exactly. And and but this is a ship that doesn't do first contact, which is when you know the, the first connection with a, an alien race. They do second contact. So like they follow. Oh, that's up. fine. So like they go back to planets and be like, like an example is they go back to a planet from the original series that like worship some sort of sentient computer and Kirk. And the rest of his crew got them to stop worshiping it. And in the intervening like a hundred years, they went back to worshiping it again. So they're, they're like, How did you fall for this again? Is and that, that like- what
1: that Futurama episode is? A parody of? The Snoof Snoof episode?
0: Um, I don't think it's quite the same. Or maybe it is. I don't uh, the Snoof snoo with the 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 giant women? Yes. I don't remember all that episode, but I remember it ends because Bender has sex with the computer. Oh, it's probably it probably is probably is a a reference to that, yeah. But so there's like fun little things in here and there, and they make a lot of references that like I know I know if it's a Star Trek reference, even if I don't necessarily know the very specific thing. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some kind of deep cuts, but it it, it's ten episodes. They're fine, they're fun. I burned through it in basically a week because I was like, I just kind of want to get through this and go back to watching Shit's Creek as my my half hour comedy.
1: Did you watch
0: Orville? I did. I watched it for most of the first season and I kind of fell off because the first season just kind of ended. I think I actually made it all the way through the first season and then it just ended without any sort of like discernible finale. Okay. In a weird way, the Orville is a, a more authentic spiritual successor to the next generation in particular, Mm -hmm. but with occasional like dick jokes thrown in there more or less. But it, it does make an, an effort to have really earnest, philosophical scientific questions that were the hallmarks of especially older star Trek shows. You know, it's like there was a really good episode all about a, a, a race that, um, only has one, uh, gender. Mm -hmm. Like everyone born is of a quote unquote male gender until this one couple has a female baby. And the question becomes, do you do like, do you force a gender conversion on this child who has Mm -hmm. no say in it? Like, that's the sort of stuff that felt very modern and very much in that spirit. And again, there's occasionally like dick jokes sort of in there.
1: Yeah, it's it's what if the Star Trek crew, crew
0: had Family Guy exactly growing up. Yeah. And and in that sense, I can appreciate for what it is, but I also found it to be of the pace and temperament of the next generation, which came out, mind you, in the eighties. I found what it in the eighties? It was in the 80s. Wow. Yeah. I found it overall the Orville, kind of slow and boring. Okay. Um, I can appreciate it for what it is, but it just wasn't quite my cup of tea. I actually prefer discovery, which is what do you, how do you do modern serialized short form storytelling in the Star Trek universe? And I think that's been more interesting than the Orville, which just feels like a soft retread of the next generation.
1: Okay. And then did you watch Avenue five? Is that the one? Uh,
0: Oh, that's, that's the one from Armando Iannucci who did Veep. It's on HBO. Yes. I haven't watched that. I don't know if it's I, quite I
1: watched the first episode, and I really disliked it. Okay,
0: I don't know if that was ever meant to be like super Star Trek-y necessarily, I, though. I guess I
1: I thought it was supposed to be Star Trek. It it is closer to the Futurama episode where they're on the space Titanic. Is
0: it the Titanic two? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I fucking love that episode um, so much.
1: Yeah, because the idea is he runs a space cruise. Right. That is, yeah. That missed its like. Um. The like asteroid or planet it was supposed to rebound around. To oh, okay. And so now they're off course by like forty seven years.
0: Oh, okay. That's mm-hmm. okay. It's an interesting idea. But I, I, I like that cast, and I love Armani energy Yeah, he, I know. It's like
1: Josh Gad is like the secondary lead. Yeah, and Hugh Laurie. I think is the yeah, main. Yeah, Hugh, Hugh Laurie's the the pilot. Yeah, or the the captain. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It it didn't work for me. There was one joke. I think I even told you about this before. There's one joke that was super overplayed and it got very annoying. Oh, okay. And it's they were so far from earth that there's like a 12 second delay between the video calls. Oh, cars. okay. Yeah, you did and mention so it was that. So just constantly them talking over each other and I'm like, "All right, that was funny once." Yeah.
0: But also it's not funny now when we're all on Zoom's all the time and yeah. that happens. Yeah. <laughs> too real. Yeah, when you're just trying to talk to your grandma and its connection's bad. Uh yeah. I yeah, I don't know. I think if you I don't know if you're kind of like me, if you really love star Trek and also, you know, like a lighthearted comedy, it's probably worth giving a look, especially if you already have access or if you just sign up for it for the month. But if you're don't have CBS access and you want to watch something, star Trek, honestly, I'd say discovery is the better way to go. Like you, you, mm-hmm. I think the uh, roughly like there's like each season's like 12 or 16 episodes, like the 36 episodes of hour long discoveries, I think is more worth your binge than the 10 20 minutes of Lower Decks. Yeah, But that's fair. I'm hoping that it might be better on a second season once that at it's footing. So yeah. We'll see.
1: Oh, and also, I learned recently uh, the three new Star Treks are all on Amazon. Uh, they are? Free right now. Yeah. Oh, they are? Mm-hmm. Really? Through IMDb, because they're also trying to start their own thing right now. Well,
0: oh, okay, yeah, because Amazon owns IMDb. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. So you can now watch Star Trek. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Yeah, because huh. I saw Beyond was on. Do you <laughs> have to have an IMDb... Account or is it just like? Uh, no, to be free. Well, you're I mean, like the promo, yeah. yeah. But okay, um, uh, no, that- if
1: you have an Amazon account, you can watch the three. Oh. I think it has like a couple commercials, in okay. Store,
0: so. Well, then there you go. On like, I guess my plug was Star Trek Lower Decks, but really, my plug is <laughs> Discovery. Star Trek, yeah. Discovery. Yeah, yeah. okay, I, mean, I think it's the best they put out, and it's actually quite good. So cool, yeah, but yeah, I think that does it for us this week. We did it, we did it, yeah. Not a lot to talk about for the Green Lantern episode, that's okay, but it's fine, yeah, we still have fun. Yeah, have yeah, fun. Yeah, uh, but no. I Jenny would love to hear people's suggestions for other in-universe DCAU shows. I would. I really want to hear some of those. So yeah, you can find us at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. But yes, if we're yes, being yes, honest, yes. it's mostly just Twitter and Instagram. Yes, those are the those are the two that I actually check in a rush ten minutes before we record. Yes, and I will sometimes
1: glance at. Yes, again on a, on a rare
0: occasion. <laughs> There are sometimes I go to look at the uh, the Instagram messenger and I see you have responded, yeah, which is lovely. It happened like once, which must be very confusing for those who are used to it being me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm just there to ruin your reputation. <laughs> That's fine. I don't have much of a reputation to ruin, anyways. Yeah.
1: Uh, and if you want to find me, you can find my art at Cameron.dexter Dexter. Uh, I just posted my heartbreaking piece about annual passes no longer. I saw that. Disneyland. Yes,
0: Cameron, my my condolences. Thank you. It hurts. Yes. Um,
1: and if you want to see my face that hasn't been updated since 2019, you can find that at Cam Dexter underscore Adventures.
0: You keep saying that every time I say the difference is you have a great beard. <clears throat> you have trimmed it, it up,
1: though, it looks like. I, I'm trying to keep keep it a little more trimmed now. It looks good. It looks really good. Thank it's, you. Like, it's like
0: the perfect length. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, just like, I don't post about it.
1: <clears throat> On the account very often,
0: you're not just going there and being like, "Here's what my beard looks like today, yes, here is
1: beard <laughs> quarantine day, but there is i I started making a bunch of Instagram filters mm-hmm. uh, which are very fun, and if you look through those, you can see the progression of my quarantine beard
0: as I'm learning this new program, yeah
1: it's that good. was that was sad, yeah.
0: Well, you can find him there. You can find me at Lordifer on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I am nearly done with my Lego Batwing, Lego like 89 great. Batwing. So, expect probably the next few days, I'll put up a, a story <coughs> highlighting the progression of that build. Beautiful. Plus, I have a stack of Legos in the corner I need to go build at some point as well. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very exciting you stuff. Got a lot of work ahead of you. I do. I know. I don't know when I'll do it. Eh. At some point. Yeah. I'll play it. But uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week, and I'm very excited for this. What's next week? Next week is a better world, the Justice Lords episode. Oh, your family? Yes, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. my my very your uncle, my, 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 my my law and order focused branch of my family, <laughs> the Justice Lords. Yeah. Yes. Hey, <laughs> yeah.
1: well, your uncle, he he's uh, he works in the courts, right?
0: Yeah. No, you're thinking about uncle Eustace. <laughs> Oh, Eustace yes, Lord. Yes, Sorry. Yes, yes. Yes. He's not a judge, though. <laughs> it's really confusing because he is. Yeah. It's the Honorable Justice Eustace Lord. <laughs> it's also confusing because he too was once given a plot of land in Scotland. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so he is the Honorable Lord Eust. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> the Honorable Justice Eustace Lord. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Is it? Would it be? What was the first word he said?
0: Let me do this all again. You're yep. thinking of my uncle Eustace. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, the 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 justice lords. You have you seen those? I don't think so. Only
1: only Christ of two Earths.
0: Okay. Um. There's a similar kind of van going on there. This is generally some of my favorite it's stuff. Ultraman,
1: right? Uh, no.
0: No, oh. no, no, no. They're actually it's it's Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, all of that. Um, but a, a different dimension where they have become warlords over the planet.
1: Okay. But so this like this what, lord this like was the, the hero from
0: Jimmy Neutron? Sure. Yes. This was the episode that inspired the cadmus arc and justly unlimited oh yes. okay yes 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 um so very excited for that that's that's gonna be really really good stuff so look forward to that next week Great. Uh, but until then thanks for listening everybody thanks guys uh, Bye. bye
1: ba, 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 ba. Ba, ba.